Joe. Wake up, Joe. And we're going to see if he comes out, okay? Are you ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Oh, Joe. Wake up, Joe. It's not working. Maybe we should do it just a little louder. Just a little louder, okay? Here we go. One, two, three. Oh, Joe. Wake up, Joe. It's not working. I guess we're just going to have to call him by Stumpy as loud as we can. Are you ready? On three, as loud as we can, Stumpy. Here we go. One, two, three. Stumpy! Did it work? It, it's, it's, it's the goat, not Stump. Maybe he is the old goat. I never thought about that. Did you all ever think about that? Maybe Stumpy is the old goat. Stumpy, are you the old goat? Oh, Stumpy. It's not, oh, hey, Stumpy. Who do you run? Let me ask you a question. Oh, are you the old goat and Stumpy? Are you one and the same? What's going on here? You kind of act like an old goat, Mr. Stumpy. We were trying to be nice and just say hi tonight, but you wouldn't wake up. Because I need my beauty sleep. (laughs) Well, you definitely need a lot more of that. All right, well, we tried to be nice. We just wanted to say hi. Everybody say hi, Stumpy. We hope that you get some good sleep tonight, Stumpy, okay? I hope you don't. Wow, you are so mean. Thanks. Maybe your sleep will help your hair to grow back. I've been trying for years. (laughs) All right, man. Well, sorry that we didn't help. We were just trying to be nice. Hope you have a good night. Yeah, we'll see you later. So if he's not the goat... Wonder what's up with the goat. The goat just shows up. If y'all see the goat again, you let me know, okay? Because I want to try and have a conversation with this goat that keeps showing up everywhere. But I'll tell you what we're going to do. Right now, we're going to start out with our pledges to our flags in our Bible like we have every night. So let's stand up, everybody. Everybody stand up. We're going to begin night five of Vacation Bible School. Pastor Stewart's coming on ahead.
All right, we are ready to go tonight like we have every single night. We are going to start out tonight with our memory verse. Now, five of you kids found me last night, five of you, afterward. And when you found me, I said, if you can find me, I'll have some candy and a prize for you. So the five that found me got a bag of candy and they got to run uh, one of the arms and stuff out on one of those tractors out there last night. So tonight, if you haven't memorized and you find me, the first five kids to find me tonight afterward, and you come up and you can say the, this verse right here that's on the screen, word perfect, okay? After the service tonight, I will have another prize for you and some candy for you, okay? But you've got to have it memorized, word perfect. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to get Dale out here to help us tonight, okay? So let's go ahead and call for Dale. On the count, three, one, two, three, Dale! I see a hand. There he is. How's it going? Buddy? Hi. How are you? <sighs> you know what, Dale? You know Great. what my wife told me last night? What? My wife told me that you are her favorite puppet ever. Oh. Did you really? know that? Does that make you feel special? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're going to say the verse again tonight. You want to help us out? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you have it memorized yet? Did you bring Dale a Snickers? Uh, yes, I have it for you right after oh. the service, okay? But you, okay. you can't eat it in church, all right? But. Fine. Will you ha- do you have this verse memorized? I want to know that. Uh, yeah. Okay, can you turn around backwards for us? And then, and then say it by memory. Let's see if Dale has it memorized, okay? All right, Dale, go ahead whenever you're ready. Uh, and the word of the Lord was no cheating unto them precept upon precept precept upon precept line upon line line upon line here a little and there a little Isaiah 28 13 a <laughs> Very good. Give Dale a hand. He did a good job. That was awesome. Very good. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Now, okay, take your Thank bows, you. Dale. Take your bows, Thank okay? You. Um, Dale. Thank you. Uh, Dale. What? Dale. We, we get it, okay? My bad. Take the bow. Okay, now, Fine. let's start out with the boy side. Stand up, guys. Here we go. Let's see how good you can say the verse tonight. We're going to give out the first flag. Let's have Brother Will come up for the boys. Team captain and Miss Kristen for the girls. Give them yeah. a hand. They each have a flag. They are ready to go tonight. All right. Let's see here, guys. Are you ready? Let's say it as best we can. Nice and loud. Here we go. Begin. But the word of the Lord was unto them. Precept upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Line upon line. Here a little and there a little. Isaiah 28:13a. Very good. Be seated. That was great. You guys did a great job. Girls, your turn. Stand up. Here we go. Are you ready, girls? Begin. But the word of the Lord was unto them. Precept upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Line upon line. Here a little and there a little. Isaiah 28, 13a. 
Wow, that was awesome. Good job. Be seated. Dale, they're doing pretty wow. good tonight, Dale. Yeah. They are ready to go. We are just warming up. I'll tell you what. Let's do both sides together. All right? Oh. Both sides together. Oh. And Dale, I want you to do this tonight. I want you to go kind of toward the boys' side and then go over to the girls' side and see which side you think does the best. Come back to the middle, kind of get a taste of both, okay? Okay. Can you do that? All right. So here we yeah. go. Everybody stand up all together as best as you can. This is the last time until Sunday night. Here we go. Are you ready? Begin. But the word of the Lord was unto them. upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, Isaiah 28, 13a. Awesome. Be seated. You guys Whoa. did such a great job. Dale, what do you uh, think? Well, it pretty close tonight. Pretty, yeah, they, yeah. I'm telling you what, both sides tonight sound uh, amazing. Dale, think Tonight, it's the boys. The boys. Boys get the first flag of the yeah. night. That is awesome. Good job, boys. Sorry about that, Miss Kristen. How many of you boys would like to see Miss Kristen have to get bombed with water balloons tonight? Yeah. She has not had to get water balloons all week. We've got to win tonight, guys. You've got to win tonight. All right, here we go. It's game time. I need one. Did you do two girls last night or one? I think it was. Okay. Okay, so you need two girls. Two girls, one boy. Two girls, one boy. All right. We're going to play Let's Make a Deal. Let's Make a Deal. We have got some good stuff to give away tonight. Here they come. All right, you are the first one up here. Tell me your name, please. Kamora. Say it again. Kamora. Kamora. All right, so Kamora, you can pick box one, two, or three, Kamora. Which one would you like? Now, let me, I don't know, have you, have, the hand is going to try and tell you which one you should pick. He's saying box one. Now the hand, he doesn't really know, okay? Only I know really what's under these. Nobody else knows. But I will tell you this. One of them has a bad price. One of them, it's not even really a prize. It's just bad. You don't want it, okay? At least I don't think you'll want it. But you have to choose. Box one, two, or three, Kamora. What would you like? Box two. Box two. Okay, step right up there behind and stand right behind this box. Just do not touch the box, okay? All right. All right, tell me your name. Sierra, okay, Sierra, you heard what I told her. One of them is bad, two of them are good. All right, you can choose box one or three. Which one would you like to choose tonight? Okay, go stand behind box number three. And tell me your name, sir. Elijah. Elijah? Okay, Elijah, go stand behind box number one. All right, just the, the main rule is don't touch the box, only I get to touch the box. Okay, got it? All right, now, here's what I'm going to try and do. I'm going to try and get you to give up your box for something that maybe you would really like. First of all, um, let me, Kimora, do you like Mountain Dew Coke or, or Mountain Dew Code Red? Do you like any of those? Which one would you like? The Mountain Dew. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I will trade you the Mountain Dew and I will give you some Takis. You like Takis? Um, for whatever's under your box. Now you say, it, it might be a good deal, it might be a bad deal because 
you don't know what's under there, you might be giving up a lot more for this, but it might be the bad price, okay? So, let me ask you a question. Should Kimura take the deal or should she take what's under the box? Let me ask, hang on one second. Let's ask the yellow hand. Yellow hand, let me ask you a question. Should Kimura take the deal? No. Says don't take the deal. He says, take what's under the box. Yellow hand. Thumbs up. Take what's under the box. But he, the yellow hand doesn't know. So what, what, what do you think you should do, Kimura? What do you think you should do? You got friends out there? What are they saying you should do? Take the deal or no? Saying no. You want to stick with the box? You're sure? All right, let's go over here to Sierra. Sierra, do you like Mountain Dew? Do you, do you like Takis? You don't like Takis. How about Hershey's Cookies and Cream? Oh, we've hit a nerve. Did you see, did you see the countenance change? She was like, oh. Okay, would you, how about if I gave you this for what's under your box? You're not going to do it? Okay, how about um, if I throw in some gummy bears to go with it? You don't like gummy bears either? You're going to stick with what's under your box. You're sure. Okay. Okay, let's go over here to Elijah. Okay, Elijah, listen to me. Do you like Mountain Dew? Do you like cookies and cream Hershey's? Do you like Takis? Do you like gummy bears? Do you like Coca-Cola? Do you like anything? No, I'm kidding. Do you, do you like Coca-Cola? Okay, so I'll tell you what I'll do, Elijah. I will give you two two liters for what's under your box. What would you like to do? What should he do, boy? Should he keep the box? What do you want to do? You're keeping the box, too? Okay. Okay. He's going to keep the box. So here's what we got to do. We're going to start with Elijah tonight, okay? We're going to start with Elijah. Elijah, you decided you want to keep what's under your box? Is that your final decision? I'm going to give you one more chance. Would you like the two liters or what's under your box? Under the box. Okay, here's what I need you to do. I need you to talk into this microphone. I need you to tell him, I choose box number one. I choose box number one. Okay. Elijah is choosing box one. You make choices in life. They're good or bad. We need to try and make the choices God wants us to make. Okay, remember that. Here we go. You ready? We're going to find out what choice you made. Ready? One, two, three. Oh, no, man. You chose. What did you choose? Sardines and soybean oil. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You may take that home with you. Thanks for playing. Let's make a deal. Now this brings me to another maybe problem tonight. I'm kind of wondering now if the bad prize, another one might be under there. Maybe there's two bad ones tonight. Hand, what do you think? He's saying, uh, yeah, possibly. So, let me ask you a question. We're back to you, Kamara. Do you want to keep what's under the box? Or would you like me to maybe sweeten the deal a little bit down here? Maybe I'll give you some Mountain Dew. Um, and by sweeten, I mean uh, sugar here. Um, we have some trolley crawlers. Do you like trolley gummy worms? Never mind then. Would you like uh, the Hershey's Cookies and Cream? Instead of what's under your box. Now, you might have a good deal there, too. What would you like to do, Kamara? She's still keeping the box. 
Brave, brave soul. Okay, um, here's what we're going to do. Again, you're making a choice, right? So I need you to tell everybody, I choose box number two. I choose box number two. Han, did she make a good choice? Uh, uh-oh. Are you ready, Kamara? Are you nervous? Uh, just a little? Okay. Are you nervous for her? Sierra's nervous for her. Okay, here we go. On the count of three, let's go. One, two, three. Are you sure you want to look? Maybe I should let everybody else look first. You just stand right there. You want to see what's under there now? You want to see what's under there first? Okay, go ahead and take a look over there. Go ahead and look around there. See? She thinks it's good. Let's see what you won. There it is. Take it home with you. You got some zebra cakes, a jump rope, some Kit Kats high five. Good job. Give Kamara a hand. She did great. Sierra, we're down to you. Feel a little lonely up here now? Your, your partners are gone. It's just you and me. You know, we're just hanging out. Okay, so um, let me ask you a question. Do you like any of this stuff here? Could I sweeten the deal for you? Or do you still want to keep what's in the box? You're still going to keep the box? Are you sure? Hand, should she keep the box? He doesn't know. He's like, I'm not so sure. What should she do? Keep the box, you think? He said keep the box. Okay, that's your final choice? All right, go and tell everybody, I choose to keep box number three. I choose to keep box number three. All right, she made a choice. I'm going to uh, let you see what's under there before we let any of them see what's under there, okay? Are you ready? Mm-hmm. You want to get down there and look under there? Does it look good? Are you all about that? She's all about that. She's like, yeah, that's good. All right, here we go. Ready? On three, one, two, three. Oh, man. All right, Sierra. She got all your favorites. Take it home with you. Give her a hand. She did a great job. Good job, Sierra. Thanks for playing. Let's make a deal. Remember, you're going to make choices in life. Make the right ones. Choose godly things in your life. All right, here we go. Let's move on. We're going to sing our first song tonight. This song is called Stand Up and Shout It. Anybody know this one? Anybody at all? Anybody at all? Uh, it's a lot. Yeah. Whoa. Dale know it. Dale, you know this yeah, song. Yeah, Dale know this song. Oh, awesome. Oh, yeah, are you yeah, going to help yeah. us sing it tonight? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Here's what we're going to do. All right? Okay. You have to judge then which side does the best job. All oh. right? Now, now, I want you to go both, back and forth again, both sides, and be fair, okay? Dale always fair. Dale's always fair. Okay, who's yeah. going to win, Dale? Except when he's not. I Girls. Can't, I can't hear you, Dale. Girls. You, I mean, I mean. What? I mean, whoever loudest. Uh, yeah, exactly. You Just be fair, Dale. Kidding. You be fair. All right, here we go. Let's all get ready. Get this grip. song, you start out sitting down, so get on the edge of your seats. Get on the edge of your seats. <clears throat> this song is a lot of fun. It goes just like this. Are you ready to sing with me? Here we go. Ready? Stand up and shout it if you love mine. Come on. Stand up and shout it if you love my Lord. I want to know, oh, I want to know if you love my Lord. Now we're going to do the opposite. Sit down and whisper if you love my Jesus. Sit down and whisper if you love my Lord. Come on. I want to know, oh, I want to know if you love my Lord. Now let's blow the roof off again. Go! Stand up and shout it if you love my Jesus. Stand up and shout it if you love my Lord. Good job! I want to know, oh, I want to know 
if you love my one more time let's go down go sit down and whisper if you love my snap your fingers there you go can you snap your fingers good job i want to know oh i want to know if you love now as loud as we can we're gonna stand up and shout it here we go loud stand up whoa good job Stand up and shout it if you love my good job. I want to know, oh, I want to know if you love my Lord. Good job, be seated. You all sound great tonight. Dale, what do you think, buddy? Uh, well, this time, Dale, think it was the boys. The boys? Yeah. Wow. The boys are up two to zero yeah. tonight, girls. Break. I don't know. I don't know. We got another song. We got another song. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We did this on the first night. We're going to do it tonight. Hallelujah. Those are words coming from somebody. Hello, brother Eric. Hey, hold on. I found him. Uh, oh, whoa, whoa, hold up. Time out. I found my banker poopsie whoopsie. Oh, no. You, yeah. found, you found him. I was looking around and I saw him. You Counting piles and piles of money. Oh. My veil's getting away. But you don't know his name yet. Yes, I do. Oh, no. How I'm did you... saving it for the ceremony. You're, you're saving it for the ceremony. What ceremony? Yeah. I booked a venue for Sunday night. Oh, no. We're getting married. You're getting married. He even bought a new car for the honeymoon. Oh, no. She does know who this is because they did just get a Yeah. Um, Eunice, are you sure that, that this person is on board with all of this? Of course he is. Why, why, would, he, why would he want to marry you? Why would he not? Give me, give me three reasons why he would want to marry you, Eunice. One. Yes. Two. What? Don't make me count to three. What? What? Why are you staring at me like that? I'm going to go over here. Eunice, uh... You were saying? I was saying, I think he would love to marry you. In fact... That's what I thought. Uh, maybe we can arrange the ceremony here. That would be great. Yeah. Because she kind of creeps me out. Not going to lie. Okay. Um, maybe gonna... maybe uh, Pastor Stewart would do the ceremony. I don't oh, know. Yes. That would be lovely. You're on board? He's in on it, Eunice. So he said you're good to go. He'll perform it right here Sunday night. I gotta go finish sewing my wedding dress. All right. Well, hopefully. Dun, 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 dun. 
บายจานจานจานจานโอ้แมนคนที่คิดว่านี่จะผลกับการทำให้เราเสียใจจริงๆวันศุกร์นี้ใช่ๆๆๆฉันคิดว่าเราจะรู้ว่าวันศุกร์นี้อะไรจะเกิดกับยูนิสและเจ้าของสินทรัพย์ที่ได้เงินเข้าที่นี่ในที่นี้โอเคเฮ้ยเคอร์มินเคอร์มินHow you doing there, Kermy? I gotta tell you, I just passed Eunice, and boy, is she ugly! You just what? I passed Eunice, and boy, is she ugly! <laughs> hey, you just better make sure she doesn't hear you say that because watch it, frog! <laughs> Told you, uh, <laughs> because she is scary, man. She's not just ugly; she's scary. Oh, it's bad. She's yeah, got know. a baseball bat and everything. I know it scared me. Hey, uh, it's good to see you tonight. I was wondering, actually, um. Do you have any more of those jokes? You you. Oh well, I think I've got a couple. You do? I sure do. You guys want to hear Kermit's jokes? He's got good ones. Okay. Well, they're the best. All right, Kermit, go ahead. Tell us what you got. All right, all right. Here's the Listen. first one. What is a frog's favorite year? A frog's favorite year? Year. Year. A frog's favorite year. A uh, leap year. Leap year. Oh, mm -hmm. we yep. should have known. Yeah, leap, year. leap year. How many of you already knew that was the answer? That leap year. Yeah. Okay. What? You got another one for us? I sure do. All right. What's you got? What goes dot dot croak dot dash croak? What goes dot dot croak dot, dot dash croak dash mm -hmm. croak yep. mm -hmm. dot dot croak uh, Morse toad <laughs> Morse, Morse toad. toad. Oh my goodness, Kermit. That's the best I got. Are these like dad frog jokes? I think that's what you got going on I, here. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Hey, we're gonna sing a song. You want to help us out? Yeah. Okay. We're gonna sing Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. Oh, that's you, a Lord. good one. Okay. Y'all remember this one from Monday night, right? All right. So let's have the girls' side stand up. Let's get our team captains up here, and they are gonna get a flag, and they're gonna help us lead this. Let's see who wins the next flag. Are you ready, girls? Start us out. Here we go. Hallelujah. Yeah, uh, I don't know about the you, girls. But I don't have much ears left. Woo! Yeah, the uh, the girls are definitely louder so far. So far? Yeah. Okay, we're gonna do one more time. We're gonna switch it around. Okay. All right. One more time. Good. We're switching around. You go, maybe both sides. Uh, tell me, kind of like you know, one side or the other, and then back to the middle, and which side does the best. Okay. All right. All Got right. it. All right, boys, you're gonna stand up. You're gonna be the hallelujahs. Here we go, boys. are gonna start us out. Are you ready? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Here we go.
okay? Uh, that uh, was so loud. Oh, man. Kermit, are you okay? I'm here. You're I think here? I'm here. Can you hear me okay, buddy? Hey, what? Can you hear me okay? Something. I, I'm right here. Okay. Are you okay? There's two of you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, um, were you able to decide which side did the best um, job? Yeah, I think it was the, um, uh, the, the girls. It was the, the girls. girls. All right, boys. Well, hey, guys, listen, 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 listen. We'll give them one. We'll give them one. We're still up by one. We got it in the bag tonight, okay? Don't be scared. Don't be scared. All right. All right, brother. I'll see you later. Okay. Thank you, Kermit. Thank You're you very welcome. much. All right. Well, <clears throat> hey, brother Tim, can you hear me back there? I need to see you real quick here. We're going to do our visitor prizes for tonight. But we're also going to do the visitor prizes for the week, okay? So whoever, whatever boy, whatever girl brought the most for the week is going to take the backpacks home tonight. So we're going to find that out here in just a minute, all right? So here we go. First, we're going to start out tonight with the one who brought the most for tonight. For the girls' side, we had another two-way tie on the girls' side tonight. Girls, I think it's going to be close on who brought the most for the week. We need, is it Anea? Anea? Where are you at? Anea? Anea. All right, come on up here, Anea. And then Marianne. Where's Marianne? Come on up here, Marianne. She's been up here like every night bringing her friends every night, all right? And then for the boys' side, we need, is it, is it Royston? Come on up here, Royston. Come on up here. Where are you at? Royston? Where's Royston? Royston. Oh, he's back there. He's get, oh, he's got... Ooh. He's got some pennies coming up here. He's like, here, hold this. I'll be back. I got business to take care of. Okay, coming up here, Royston. All right, coming up here. Royston is the one for the boys tonight. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to let Ania and Marianne, okay? You get to go first, Ania. You can pick anything off of this table that you want tonight. Any of those prizes that are left there, one thing to take home with you, Marianne, you'll be next, and Royston, you will be next, okay? All right, so here we go. Which one would you like to take home with you? Several things left there. She wants the skip. Okay, you may go have a seat. Give her a hand. Ania, great job. Thank you for being here and bringing visitors with you tonight. Marianne, what would you like to take home with you? Marianne, Marianne. Too many choices, too many choices. All right, very good. Give her a hand. She's taking home the worm. Your mom's going to love that. All right. Royston, which one would you like? We got this plane left up here. We got the work box. We got that one. Critter rocks. Got a bubble gun here and some sidewalk chalk. Which one would you like to take home with you tonight for bringing the most on the boys' side? Totally up to you, sir. You want to take the plane? You can go ahead and grab that and take it home with you. Give Royston a hand. He did a great job. He is taking home the airplane now. We have some serious business to take care of because we need to give the backpacks out tonight for the boy and the girl that brought the most visitors with them for the week, all right? So we have those written down here. <clears throat> Let's start out with the boy's side, okay? Boy's side, here we go. Can I get a drum roll, please? For the boy's side, bringing six visitors for the week is Vinny. Come on up here, Denny. Good job. Come right on up here, sir. Wait right here. 
The girls' side, bringing 14 visitors on the girls' side, is Marianne. Come up here, Marianne. Let's take the backpack home. All right, let's go over here, sir. And we will let you take this home with you. Now, that's lots of stuff, okay? So be careful. Take that gun home with you. And everything that goes in here, it's a lot. You got all that? Yeah. Gift cards and stuff are all inside there, okay? Marianne, you got some bracelet jewelry, friendship bracelet stuff there. And your backpack and everything that's in there, it's heavy. You got it? Gift cards are all inside, okay? All right, give them both a hand. They did a good job this week. And we had a lot more of you that brought friends with you. We had uh, Soraya. You had nine. You were right behind Marianne. Still a great job this week. Um, but we are proud of all of you that participated and brought friends with you. We need to do this. Before we go any farther, we need to find out what's going on back here. Did you all notice that the house is looking like kind of back to normal? Um, looks like they repaired the chimney up there. It's looking pretty good. I don't really know uh, what more has been done to it. But I do know this. Sunday night is supposed to be the big reveal. Marvin said, or Melvin, um, said that uh, he's going to have it all ready to go and all that. I think we'll find some of that out tonight. But um, we need to go ahead and get Melvin out here. So let's call him together, okay? Here we go. On three. One, two, three. Melvin! Melvin! Where are you? Melvin! Hey, there he is. Hey, Melvin. Hey, Menard, not... Hey. Are you eating nachos again? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Always eating nachos. I'm just sick of nachos. I just want a bologna sandwich covered in Crisco. That's Ew. vegetable shortening. Jim. I just want a bowl of spaghetti and tuna salad. <laughs> I, I, listen, I don't want to hear any more about the weird foods that you guys are eating around here, okay? Uh, Hi, Brother Eric. Marvin, have you seen the interior designer yet? The interior do. What? Interior designer. You know, the person who designs the inside so it functions well and makes it a pleasant place to live? Well, we don't need no inferior designer. I can make it pretty. No, you can't. You're disgusting. He is? Uh, I never noticed. I'm sure you didn't. Marvin, you better get that tree stump removed. And then when the interior designer gets here, send her inside. Got it? Brother oh, Eric, yes. you see her? Will you make sure these slobs don't slime her or scare her off? Yeah, I'll, I'll do my best, okay? I'll do my best. Huh. I don't know why we need an inferior designer. It's not inferior designer. It's an interior Interior. What? Interior designer, Melvin. Interior designer, not inferior. That's what I said. Interior. You, you said, okay, no, 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 no. I'm not going to I'm not going to get all wrapped up in this stuff uh, tonight. Uh, look, the inside of the house is, is just as important as the outside of the house, all right? Just because it looks nice on the outside doesn't mean that the inside necessarily looks Good. I know, but it just needs a little paint and a few ceiling fans. Woo! Uh, paint and a few ceiling fans. Yeah, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Uh, but. Oh! Hello! Who, who, who are you? 
I'm Genevieve, the interior designer. Oh la la, this is the cutest little house. Why, thank you. I built it all myself. Well, uh, well, well, well yeah, yeah, yeah. these are my two apprentices that I took under my wing and taught them everything they need to know about building such a fine and exceptional and expectational home such as this. Uh-huh. Why is it so tall? Uh, it's for a really tall family. Boss, I thought it was because you didn't read the... It's also the latest <laughs> in European design. Better airflow to heat the trusses and the stringers. I have never seen such in all of your app. Um, that's because this is, uh, uh, one of a kind. But you just said that... Hey, now, don't you two have a stump to remove? Get out of here! Now! Why would you want to eat the attic? It's already the hottest place in the house. Well, it's a new way to heat up your hot water. You have a very uh, old way of doing things here. I must go to see if the town nice. ground molding I ordered has arrived. Ta-ta. <laughs> Ta-ta. What? Bye, Genevieve. Well, that was the prettiest lady I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, she's prettier than a grande nacho plate from Taco Bell. Hey, don't eat your hopes up, boy. A lady like that ain't gonna notice a couple of apprentices. She's looking for a manly, intellectual individual. <laughs> Build a house with nothing but a circular saw. Hey, didn't you use a hammer? Hey, and a drill. And an impact driver. Hey, what do I say about stump removals? Get y'all out of here. <laughs> yes, boss. Hey, Should, kids. Shouldn't you be overseeing them, Melvin? I mean, you know, like passing along your extensive knowledge of construction to them? Yeah, I actually was, but I was wondering if I could ask a favor. What could, happened? Could I borrow a chainsaw? What? Yeah, a chainsaw. Can I borrow a chainsaw? A chainsaw? What about your, 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 what was that called? Your manly boss 5000 or whatever it was? Manly? Well, Margaret borrowed it, and she never <laughs> returns any of my tools when she borrows them. You mean, you mean she hid your chainsaw after that little incident we had Tuesday night? That, is that what you're talking about? Boy, you mess with just a teensy-weensy little bit. And a woman never forgives you. Melvin, so you cut of, off her hair. I know, but she's thanking me now. You hear her see all this heat? She got hot, short hair. She's not as hot because she got less hair. Oh, my goodness. She's going to be thanking me. Melvin, you better go get your job done. I'm going. I'm going. You don't have to be so pushy. I'm sorry. Just trying to help you out. Just trying to help you out. Well, I got to admit, I'm a little surprised. I didn't think this house would even be still standing by the end of the week. Did you think it'd be standing? Hey, what are you two doing standing around? You're supposed to be digging out that stump. We've been digging for hours, boss. Yeah, it's just too big. Listen, Margaret is going to kill me, and that means he kills you if we don't get this stump out. Oh, we, we have a plan, boss. Yeah, it was inspired by you, boss. I'm listening. We just went to the Acme TNT Bank and made a little withdrawal. Look. Wow, maybe you are learning something from me. What? are they talking about um i wonder i wonder what they withdrew i have a feeling it's not money wait hey boy hang on boys 
This lighter's not working. Anybody got matches? I have a blowtorch. A blowtorch? Where, where did you get the blowtorch? I used it to heat up my nachos. Oh boy, I always wanted oh to have goodness. one of these. <laughs> these guys. Hey. You don't suppose he's going to try and blow that stump up, do you? Blow this. Hey, hey, Three, hey, hey, Melvin. Melvin. Two, Melvin, one. Melvin, Melvin, Melvin. Melvin, don't do it, Melvin. Melvin! Oh! Melvin! Melvin, are you okay? Uh, Melvin. Oh, Melvin. Are you okay, Melvin? Sadly, no. Me you, you didn't blow up Margaret, did you? Unfortunately oh. not. Oh, dear. <laughs> they blew up the decorating budget. They blew up the what? I think she said decorative budget. The, the, I don't speak Francais. You blew up the decorating budget? Is that what she said? Oh, I, Melvin. No, no jokes. It hurts to laugh. <laughs> All right, Melvin. We'll see you later. Oh, no. Margaret is going to be so mad. They blew up the decorating budget? Mm. Well, <clears throat> hopefully... They'll be able to finish the inside of the house. But I guess we're going to have to wait till Sunday night to find out exactly what's going to happen. But all week long, we've been talking about God's master plan. Are you listening? God's master plan all week. And the importance of following God's master plan. It's important to understand that God has a plan for your life. And that plan is both inside and on the outside. You see, you can look good on the outside and your inside not look so good. All right. And so we want to make sure that we are shaped by God's design. Otherwise, you're building your life in vain. The outside or what other people can see should reflect what's already taken place on the inside. OK. And so, listen, if you don't know Christ as your savior, he hasn't begun changing you on the inside. It doesn't matter how good you look on the outside, the inside still needs some work. All right? So tonight, as you listen, when the lesson is taught and the message is taught, you need to understand that you need Jesus Christ as your Savior so that He can change you from the inside out. All right? So pay attention and listen tonight when the lessons are taking place, okay? Well, guess what? It's time for the penny offering. Now, the girls have won two nights in a row. But it's time for revenge, fellas. It is time for revenge. Let's be men tonight and win the penny offering, okay? <clears throat> They're going to be bringing our scales up here. I'm going to get this out of their way. And we are going to get started with our penny march tonight. Now, as we've done each night, we are going to let the first grade and under begin our penny march. So everybody else, you just stay right where you're at, okay? Let's let the first grade and under begin. You guys can come right ahead. As the music plays, you may come put your pennies in on your side, all right? Everybody else, just hang tight where you're at for a few moments, okay?
Both sides are pouring it in tonight, let me tell you. Girl's side is looking a lot more full than the boy's side so far. Oh man, I hope the boys are holding out somewhere and they got a lot of pennies coming. Here comes some more boys with some pennies. Here they come. Here they come. Joseph has some pennies. He's dropping them in there. Good job. We got some gold bricks coming over here. Lower it down there for the boys. There we go. Drop those bricks in there. Good job. Good job. All right. I think the little ones are out of here. Let's go ahead and have everybody else. Second grade and above. You may come put your pennies in now. Good job of listening tonight. Y'all doing a great job. Dump them in there. Let's go, boys' side. We need a victory tonight. Boys' side needs a victory tonight. Boys' side is loading up right now. Somewhere is the bank bond. The bank bond is still out there. I've not seen it yet. The bank bond, where we take two bricks out of one side and put them in the other side. Somebody's already bought the bank bond. Somebody has it somewhere. No, no. Go ahead and go back and sit down, buddy, okay? All right. Let's see who's ahead right now. The boys' side is ahead right now. The boys' side is ahead. The boys are still bringing bricks and pennies up here. We may see a boys' victory tonight. I don't know. Maybe the girls have exhausted all their resources. Maybe Eunice is the one providing the girls all their money, but now she's saving up for her wedding on Sunday night. Maybe that's what's going on. I don't know. The boys are still decisively ahead. And I see more, more gold bricks and bricks of pennies coming for the boys' side. Another box of pennies. And another box of pennies. And more rolls of pennies. And one single penny. Hey, every penny counts, man. Drop it in there. Good job. The boys are still in the lead by a mile tonight. Boys are still in the lead by a mile. We are going to give two minutes and the bank will be closed. Two minutes to closing time on the bank. Oh, that moved it a little bit, fellas. That moved it just a little to the, toward the girls' side. Good job, Kenley. I see more boys at the bank. They are still getting money. The boys are still getting more pennies. More gold bricks coming for the... Look at this. This guy right here is loaded tonight. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Here comes some girl. Here comes a girl. We may have some boys. Holding on still. I see some boys back there look like they got money still stashed. I don't know about these girls, though. You can't ever read a girl. They're just their face. It just, you don't know. One minute and the bank will be closed. One minute from now. If you need to buy any pennies, now is the time to do it. 
before the bank is closed for the night. I see some boys coming there. It looks like they're going back there to purchase more pennies. We've got about 40 seconds. The bank will be closed. The girls are still bringing... Oh, it moved. It's moving. It's slowly moving toward the girls' side. It is moving. Everyone they put in there moves just a hair. It won't take much, girls, to swing it to the other side. 15 seconds. Those that are at the bank may finish. Paper does not count. Paper does not count. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The bank is officially closed. The bank is closed. You cannot buy any more pennies from the bank tonight. Do we have the bank bond out there somewhere? Does someone have the bank bond that they'd like to turn in now? Someone have the bank bond. It's out there somewhere. Who has the bank bond? It will transfer two bricks from one side to the other. All right. Two are going from the boys' side to the girls' side. Will it be enough tonight? To move it and move it some. Move it some. All right. We're going to start the countdown from 20, 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Boys, (laughs) barely. Boys get the victory tonight. Hey, boys, one more time. The boys win. Alright, that means, that means that tonight when you leave, the boys get to go first, the boys get the prize for the night, the boys get the snow cones tonight, and if you have a purple wristband, listen to me very carefully, if you have a purple wristband, the way you got that is if you are a visitor tonight, somebody brought you for the first time tonight, or you brought a visitor tonight, You should have a purple wristband, okay? If you did not get one of those, make sure and talk to your teacher and get one. And you will get to throw water balloons off the lift down onto Miss Kristen Kennedy tonight. She has to go before the firing squad. Brother Will is so excited. He will gladly fill those water balloons tonight. He is excited to do that. All right. We are about ready to go here. We're getting the money buckets off. They are super, super heavy tonight. You guys need some help? We got that. Brother Will, they may need you. Brother Will, they may need you to help get that off there or Matt. Can you get that off? They are very heavy. There we go. We got it. All right. As the money is making its way out the back, first grade and under, you're going to follow Brother Seth, and you also are going to head 
toward the back. Let the money get going around the corner there. All right. As they go out, first grade and under, you are dismissed. Head downstairs to your classes. First grade and under. Don't forget, Sunday night, we are going to wrap up everything. Sunday night is parent night. Make sure you invite your parents to come with you. We'd love to have them come on Sunday night and be a part of Vacation Bible School. All right, everyone else, you may move up. You may move up. Move on up and fill in everything there. We'll see. Yep. Go ahead and have a seat right there with the boys, okay? Have a seat. Maybe right here in the second row, right over here, there's a couple spots. Right there. Right there in the next row back. There you go. Come on up, girls. Come on, move in. You can come on this side over here and fill in these right here. Come on this way. Fill in. Anastasia, come around this way. Let's fill in. Come on. We got all kinds of room up in here in these in the second row and third row, okay? All right. Yeah, come on up here, girls. You can get right up here in the front. You can get in the spit zone. That's where you want to be. That's where you get spit upon, and it's going to be great. <laughs> okay, while you're moving up here, let's go over these rules, all right? Rule number one, sit up straight. Rule number two, keep your hands in your lap. Rule number three, keep your feet still. Don't be kicking in everybody in front of you and things like that. Rule number four, look at the speaker. And now it's me. I know, pretty awesome, isn't it? Okay, I'm just kidding. Uh, in a minute, it's going to be Brother Robert Cullison. He's going to come up here and preach to you, so make sure you keep your eyes on him, watching him and listening to what he has to say. And then lastly, don't talk, okay? And if you have a cell phone, older kids or even younger kids, if you've got a phone with you, go ahead and just turn that off, okay, so it doesn't distract in the services. All right, Brother Robert, you ready? Come right ahead here, and I will hand this microphone over to you. You know that shoe smells better than sitting on the boy's side? <laughs> You should take forever. Yeah, we should take forever. Because so that, <laughs> that's what the girls did to you, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. Anyway, <clears throat> all right. Now I can be extra loud. Well, tonight I'm going to be looking at a book in the Old Testament. If you have a Bible, turn to Nehemiah chapter number four. <clears throat> Nehemiah chapter number four. A whole lot of building takes place in the book of Nehemiah. We're going to jump right in, help you understand what's taking place, why it's important to you, and then we're going to work our way backwards considering some of the things that we discussed this week. And my prayer, my aim is that <clears throat> highlighting some of the things that we looked at this week will help you understand all the more why it's so very important for you to trust Christ as your Savior. Well, Nehemiah chapter number four. <clears throat> Beginning in verse number one, it says, but it came to pass that when Sambalat heard that we builded the wall, he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. And he spake before his brethren, the army of Samaria and said, what do these feeble Jews? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? 
Now, Tobiah, kind of his henchman, his lackey, the Ammonite, was by him and said, Even that which they build, if a fox go up, he shall even break down their stone wall. Right, boss? Not really. The, the boss probably didn't put it there. But I imagine that he's a short, squatty little guy, a toady-looking guy that really didn't contribute much, just made his boss feel good. Well, here's the response. It says, Here, O our God, for we are despised and turn their reproach upon their own head and give them for a prey in the land of captivity. And cover not their iniquity and let not their sin be blotted out from before thee. For they have provoked thee to anger before the builders. Verse 6, So built we the wall, and all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof. For the people had a mind to work. Let's pray. Lord, as we consider this passage this evening, I ask again that uh, you help remove distractions, help the young ones to be able to focus in for what's uh, going to be considered this night. Be glorified in all that's discussed. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. So to help you understand a little, bit about, a little bit about what's going on, God's people were living in the land that God had given them. And while they were in that land, God had given them some instructions as to what they were supposed to do when they were in that land, how they were supposed to behave, the, the way they were supposed to conduct themselves. Now, we know that whenever we're all given rules, we follow them exactly how they're given to us, right? Every single time, right? No, we don't do that. Well, neither did they. And they didn't do that for a long, long time. They rejected God. They forgot about God. Even though God sent people to tell them, hey, wake up and listen. You're not listening to what I'm saying. You're not doing what I want you to do. You need to repent. You need to change your mind and go the other direction and obey. And person after person after person came and spoke to them and tried to get their attention, and still they didn't listen. And finally, the thing that God was trying to warn them about, about the captivity, how they would be taken out of the land, came. See, God wanted to protect them from all the evil and wicked people that were around them. But they rejected God's protection, and so the captivity came. People invaded the land, took them out, and they had to live in a land of strangers for a long time. There are a couple of books in the Bible that talk about how God worked to bring the people back into the land. And they highlight some wonderful things that God did. And this book here, in particular, Nehemiah, talks about how they worked to build a wall. Now, we live in a wonderful country. Do any of your cities have a wall around them? No. And that's great. You can travel in and out. You can walk. You probably don't even know where the city limits of your town are because you don't have a really big wall showing you where the end of the city is. But that's not the case everywhere, nor was it the case during this time in the Bible. And so if you wanted your city to stay safe, then you made sure that you built a big, thick wall all the way around to keep out all of the bad things that you didn't want invading your city. And as God's people returned to the land, they understood that there are a lot of people around us that do not like us, and so we need to make sure that we build a big, thick wall. Well, whenever they came back, they faced some adversity. There were some people that didn't think that what they were doing was worthwhile. They thought it was a waste of time. And that's kind of what we read. See, they were there in the place where God wanted them to be. They were there doing what God wanted them to do, but there were still people pointing and laughing and mocking and saying, what's the point? Do they think they're really going to build any kind of substantial wall against our army? Do they really think that they're going to do anything that matters? That wall is so weak that if a fox came up and bumped into it accidentally, it'd knock the whole thing down. They pointed and laughed and mocked. And the people very easily could have gotten discouraged. 
They were in a place where nobody liked them and wanted them. They came to a place that didn't have much going on. I mean, there were piles of rubble and burning, or burned rocks, and everything else seemed to be going against them. But they knew that they were there doing what God wanted them to do. And so when it came time for this difficulty, when they seemed like, or when the situation arose where they, they could have been discouraged, we find very quickly that what they did, instead of complaining, instead of whining, instead of just giving up and saying, well, might as well go back into captivity to those people that didn't like us and treated us so poorly. Might as well leave the place where God wanted us. No, what they did instead was they gave the situation to God. They prayed. Now, that's not the end of the whole story. Unfortunately, it goes on. And when it talks about... What happened after that? The people had a mind to work. They weren't discouraged. They were, in fact, encouraged knowing that they were doing what God wanted them to do. But it goes on to say, but it came to pass that when Sambalat and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashadites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped, that they were very wroth, very angry, very upset at what's taking place. And they conspired all of them together to come and to fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto our God. Just for a moment, for those of you that know Jesus Christ as your Savior, for those of you that have been here and you've been listening to the lesson, and maybe God spoke to you about your life, your spiritual life, and some things that need to be set right, and some things that need to be put in order, and maybe some things that need to be removed out of your life, I want to tell you up front and be completely honest with you that just because you're trying to do what God wants you to do, Just because you're trying to obey and follow the instruction that God has shown you doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that it's not going to have difficulty or adversity. It doesn't mean that there aren't going to be people that point and laugh at the things that you're doing. Maybe you went to camp this year and you made some decisions for God and you decided, I want to live the kind of life that the Bible tells me about, the the kind of life that the preacher preaches about. That's the kind of life I want. And you've been faithful to stay committed to those things that you committed to at camp. But whenever you go back to school, maybe even in your own home, you might have some adversity to following God. I want to encourage you that if that's the situation that you're facing now, or if it's a situation that you face in the days, weeks, and months to come, follow the example that we see here. Go to God. Give it to the Lord. Because God's God's work progresses when you focus on Him. When you give all those situations to Him and just focus on what He wants you to do. And so for those of you that are saved, I want to encourage you with that, that it's going to be hard. There are going to be challenges, but God has the answer, and God most certainly can and will help you through those situations if you go to him first. Now, for the rest of you, the rest of you that that haven't accepted Jesus as your Savior, you don't know the specific time in your life when you called upon Jesus to be your Savior. I, I want to be upfront and honest with you as well. You don't have the option that these people had right now. There might be challenges. There might be difficulties in your life. And most certainly God wants to see you through those situations, but you're not busy about what God wants you to do in your life. You're not busy building on a foundation, uh, something that's going to be wonderful in the sight of God. You you don't have that, that source of encouragement or security. There are a whole lot of things in your life that you don't have. Again, it's not to be discouraging, not to put you down, but I want you to understand the reality of the situation of the way that your life is right now without Jesus Christ. You might enjoy life. There might be things that you do that you have fun with. 
But there's also, no doubt, times when you feel scared, when you feel nervous, when you're not at peace, when you wonder what's going to happen, you feel nervous and apprehensive. <clears throat> no doubt, for those of you that don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, especially if you've been really listening to what's going on tonight, the thought of hell and the thought of spending eternity in a place that's filled with torment and burning has been weighing heavy on your mind. <clears throat> We've been talking about the different, different aspects of building in your life, having pride in your life, thinking you know what's best. Again, if you're still that kind of person tonight, that you know, you have, you know that everything about your life, you know the best way to live your life, you, you really don't care too much about what I'm saying, or more importantly, you don't care too much about what God's Word has to say, I want to plead with you right now that you stop that mindset, that you stop the idea that you know better than what God knows, and listen up, because the thought that you can make your life the very best thing possible, the thought that you can do anything to actually improve your life and make it something glorious and something worthwhile for not just here on this earth, but in all eternity, that thought isn't going to do any benefit for you, especially in the life to come. You can look around and you can see people that look like they're successful, that look like they're happy. You could probably give me a list of people that are uh, sports people, people that <clears throat> are actors, pe people that have authority, that have power, whether they run businesses. And they might appear as though they are happy, but unless they have Jesus Christ as their Savior, I can guarantee you that all they're doing is trying to fill some void, fill some hole, fill some emptiness in their heart. The same, empty, the same emptiness that you have as a person that hasn't accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. And their whole life is spent just trying to understand or trying to have some joy, have some peace in their life. And it's no way to live life at all. They're always chasing one more dollar, one more like, one more subscriber, one more person to applaud them and give them approval because they don't feel satisfied and happy and pleased with their life. That's how they live their life. None of the people, none of the workers here, I don't want that for your life. We want you to have a life that's filled with satisfaction. And so that's why we've talked about this matter of having a foundation in life. And I, I tried to drive it home whenever we talked about having the foundation that whether you trust Jesus Christ as your Savior or you don't, storms and difficulties and trials and hardships will come in your life. But let me assure you that if you do not have Jesus Christ as that solid foundation, then unfortunately your life, your world is going to be rocked and everything that you thought you knew is going to be destroyed. And we see that very much in this world today, that there are people that are trying to cover up the, the loneliness, cover up the dissatisfaction, cover up the misery that they have in their life with all sorts of different things. And it leads to ruin. It leads to nothing. There's a couple in our church. There's such a dear, sweet couple. And up until about two years ago, their life was filled just trying to satisfy the emptiness that they had. And they themselves would tell you about how, how much time they wasted on things that were pointless, on things that messed them up mentally. They wasted time, and they wasted life they could have used serving God. And they regret that. But it's such a wonderful thing to see the transformation in their heart now, now that they know, now that they know that they're laboring and serving God. You understand that, boys? You understand that, that your life can either amount to something great for God or amount to nothing in the eyes of men. Can any of you tell me the richest person that lived 100 years ago? Can any of you tell me the greatest basketball player that lived 50 years ago? 
Do any of you, do any of you care? No. Now, you might not be able to name the person that was the most spiritual 100 years ago, the person that had the closest walk with God, the best preacher, the, the, the best missionary. You might not know those people either, but I can assure you that God very well knows who those people are, and they are rejoicing in heaven because they had the opportunity to serve their Lord and Savior, and that's what I want you to understand right now, that you can either choose to live your life for yourself and reject the gospel that's being presented to you and the wonderful good news of Jesus Christ. You can reject that and live the life that you want to live, and it's only going to amount to nothing. No one's going to remember it. Maybe if you're fortunate, your name might be mentioned in a book somewhere that nobody reads. But we see what we see presented to us in God's Word is that God has a master plan for your life. All the way back in the book of Genesis, when God fashioned Adam, it shows us the loving care that he put into mankind. You realize that when God created the entire universe, he simply spoke. Now, have you ever done anything magnificent? Have you ever spoken and said, I want a cheeseburger, and it's there in your hand? Okay. If you had that power, I want to see you afterward, because that cheeseburger sounds good. But, but none of us have ever spoken anything to existence, but God created all that we see by speaking it. But mankind, he lovingly crafted by hand because he wanted us to understand the care and the desire that he has for us to be specially crafted and made, not only in his image, but for a purpose, for a purpose. You were made for a purpose. You didn't accidentally form out of some monkey. You didn't accidentally come to be. God made you specifically the way that you are because he has a plan for you. And if you reject that plan, then unfortunately you're rejecting all of the other things that God wants to do and accomplish with your life and all the things that are going to bring glory and honor to him, the creator of the universe. But you have the choice tonight, if you haven't decided to trust Jesus as your Savior, you have the choice to accept God, to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, and to restore that relationship with God, to have your sins forgiven, and to begin the process of having God's master plan work in your life. And so my question to you is, will you do that? If you haven't trusted in Jesus Christ, will you just simply recognize first and foremost that God loves you? That's why this whole thing is going on, because we understand that God loves you. And you might know very well that wonderful verse in John chapter number 3, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God gave Jesus Christ over so that you could have the opportunity to have your sins forgiven. But on top of recognizing the fact that God loves you, you have to recognize that you are a sinner. You're a sinner, for all have sinned. We talked about all the other night, and we recognize that all, hopefully, you, you remember all means all, that you've all sinned, you've all done something wrong, you've all broken rules, whether your parents' rules or your school's rules, and it doesn't matter how big or how small it is, the breaking of the rules is horrific and atrocious in the sight of God. And I've mentioned it several times, but again, I want to drive home the point that there is indeed a price that has to be paid for your sins. For the wages of sin is death. Separation from God, not just physical death, but separation from God for all eternity in the lake of fire. And I also want you to recognize, again, just another aspect of God, God's love, <clears throat> that God commended, commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The Apostle Paul, he's writing to believers in Rome. 
and he paints this wonderful picture about the great love that God has for us. <clears throat> he puts out a scenario that, say one of your family members was put on trial, somebody that you know, somebody that you care about, and they were going to be sentenced to be put in prison or sentenced even to death. And especially for my own children, I'd more than willing step in their place and say, no, take me, put me in prison, let them go, and I will serve out their sentence. I'd do that. And maybe a number of your parents would. Maybe you'd do that for a brother or a sister, maybe your parents if you could. Then he goes on to say, you know, if we saw somebody that, that maybe they weren't totally guilty, maybe it was just somebody off the street, you know, that they weren't guilty of the crime of which they were committed, nobody would really stand up and say, I'll, I'll take their place, because it's just a regular person like me, somebody you don't even know, somebody that, 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 sure, they're not perfect, but they didn't commit the crime that they committed. But, but Paul goes even further and helps us to understand that it's not like we were loving God and we were serving God. It's not like we were the best people in the world and we weren't guilty of the crime that we had committed. No, we are guilty of the sins that we have committed. We are certainly responsible and we should pay the price for the wrong things that we have done. In fact, he says that we're enemies with God. We're at odds with God. Do you have somebody at school that bullies you, somebody at school that treats you poorly, maybe a neighbor, maybe even a family member that you don't like the way that they treat you? Would you be willing to give that person anything? Probably not. In reality, we don't like to be nice to people that are mean to us. But recognize that, that each and every one of you have done things that to God are so horrific and so atrocious and so disgusting and so bad that there's no reason at all why God should want to give you anything good. But he does because he loves you. He commends that love. He proves it so that it cannot be denied by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And I think that it's important for each of you to recognize that. And so Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. And beyond that, to prove that he is God and to prove that he has power over death, hell, and the grave, three days later, he rose up so that he is still alive today. And as I said, it's a simple thing that God made this process of salvation, having your sins forgiven having that relationship with God restored through Jesus Christ, as Romans chapter number 10 and verse number 9 says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Recognizing Jesus as Lord, because he is whether you recognize him or not, but the first important step is just simply recognizing, Lord Jesus, you are God. You did die for my sins. You did raise again from the dead. That's it. And thou shalt be saved. And so all of this week has been driving home to the point to get you to recognize that you cannot save yourself. You cannot make your life worth anything in the scope of eternity. You can't make your life better. In fact, you live as a person without any real, real sense of direction unless it's founded upon Jesus Christ. I want you to understand very seriously that this world is searching for answers. This world is walking around blindfolded trying to make sense of this life in this world. And the only way they're going to find it is if it comes from here. And the only way that it's going to make sense to your heart and for you to be able to actually do the work, to do what God wants you to do and build the right way is if it's built upon that foundation. And so if you have yet to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, we're going to have an invitation now.
and I want to give you that opportunity to talk to somebody in the back to get that matter settled because it needs to be settled tonight. Do not go another day. Don't go another hour. Don't go another minute past this time of invitation. Stand with me if you would, heads bowed and eyes closed. <clears throat> Father, work as only you can in the hearts of the young ones that are here. Or I know that they've heard the gospel maybe many times before and they've rejected and they've turned it down. Lord, let this night be the night <clears throat> where they finally stop fighting, they yield themselves to you and recognize they don't know the answers, they don't have it all figured out, that they are a sinner and they are in need of your forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Bless this time of, of invitation now and I ask that you work. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Again, keep your heads bowed, your eyes closed. Young men, if you have yet to make a decision and you know that Jesus Christ it is, you, you know that you're in need of salvation, that you cannot point to a specific time in your life when you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, please raise your hand. I want to see your hand if you know that you've not trusted Jesus as your Savior. Please let me know because I want to give you the opportunity right now to go talk to somebody about this matter of salvation. We're not messing around. We're not being silly. We're having our eyes closed, our heads bowed because this is an important time because right now this could determine eternity for you. Whether you spend your life, or you spend forever rather, in a lake of fire and torment or in heaven. Simple as listening. Ladies, again, <clears throat> maybe you've heard, maybe you've raised your hand and you've yet to move, you've yet to take that step out into the aisle. If that is you and you know that you need Jesus as your Savior, please let me know. Raise your hand. I want to see the hands of those that, that have not trusted Jesus as their Savior. They don't know that if they were to die tonight that they would go to heaven because you ought to be 100% sure. You ought to know for sure that if you were to die tonight, that's where you'll go. And if there's even 1% that's not sure, maybe you're basing it upon works, maybe you're basing it upon the fact that you're here vacation Bible school. Maybe you're basing it upon the fact that you don't do that many bad things. It doesn't matter. If it's not upon Jesus Christ, none of it matters. So please, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, boy or girl, raise your